Hey, thank you for listening. Monument is a growing church pointing people to Jesus and planting churches in the greater D.C. area. For more sermons or information, please hop on to www.monumentchurchdc.com. Good morning. Uh, Today is Vision Sunday, as you would know. I mean, you've gotten how many texts about it already at this point, right? This is Vision Sunday where we just are going to talk about God's vision for us. The reason I'm excited is because I know that actually Monument Church was commissioned by God. It was commissioned by God. It wasn't started by all of you. It wasn't started by me. It wasn't started by PJ, the founding pastor of the church. It wasn't. It was actually commissioned by God. And I believe this church was called forth by Jesus as an expression of his body for such a time as this. In Gaithersburg and now in Frederick and wherever else he seems to lead. But it was established by him. And I believe he's with us and he has been helping us. Amen? Hasn't he? Haven't we felt his presence? This little church is not even three years old and yet we've actually weathered quite a bit. But we're still standing. We are still standing. And you may think, well, that's, that's, that's not a big deal. But it is a big deal. Do you know in 2019, for the first time on record, there were more churches that closed than that started? Did you know that? But actually, that was the year that Monument was started. So we were working against the tide of the closing churches. There were 4,500 churches that closed in 2019. And 3,700 were started. That was us. We were born in adversity. (laughs) We were born against the tide. And that's something that we just have to recognize and appreciate because here's the thing. The U.S. population continues to grow. The need is not shrinking. And yet the churches seem to be, but not us. Not us. Because we were called by God And we entered the pandemic in our second year. The first year, we were born in adversity against the tide. The second year, we entered the pandemic. And depending on who you believe, they say one in five churches will close because of the pandemic. Or there's 384 churches in America, and they estimate that because of the pandemic, 100,000 of them will close. Whoa! Like, we have to recognize the fact that we are still holding ground in the midst of everything is a glorious and incredible truth. So we're in a fight. We are in a fight, but we cannot let up. We cannot let up. There's obviously this pandemic. Look, there's also our our current leadership question. We currently have interim leadership because of that. We'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I just don't want to plow ahead with this exciting vision without acknowledging the complexity of this moment for us as a church, right? That, that, that's, that's just the nature of who we are right now, but it's okay because actually God is moving with us. A friend of mine said, Alan Frau, he said, you guys are in Holy Saturday. I was like, what do you mean, Holy Saturday? He goes, not enough is made of Holy Saturday. It's the time after Jesus died, but before he was resurrected. It's that Saturday moment. Now, they didn't really even know then that he was going to be rising on the third day, really. But actually, you look back, and they should have been dancing on Holy Saturday, even though they were waiting. Like, we're waiting. Aren't we, Monument? 
We're waiting for some of these things to be resolved, for the pandemic to clear, but we wait actively. Like we don't wait like we're twiddling our thumbs. We wait leaning in. We wait because we know that the outcome is good and we just want to sync up with that. So I just want to call it out. We're continuing to look ahead and trust God for what he's doing even though we are waiting. We wait in a way that doesn't have us squandering the time and opportunity he gave us to advance his kingdom. Do you believe he's calling Monument to advance his kingdom? Like, do you believe that? Do you believe this church was planted by Jesus as an expression of his body? Do you believe that? And you say, well, can you prove that? No, actually, everything we do, we do by faith. (laughs) It can't be proven in that way. It's something deep within us that tells us that. So regardless of the pandemic or the leadership questions or all of the forces at work to stop us from proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, he is still calling us. And if he is, we wait, but not while sitting on our hands. We know now that Holy Saturday was one of the most exciting days on earth. They didn't know it then, but the next day Jesus would rise and would make everything make sense. It would fix everything. It would clarify everything. It would settle everything once and for all. So I think Alan was right. We are in a holy Saturday. It's ordained by God. And though we don't know what the future holds, he does. So I want to go back into this song, which sings about this transition moment. And let's celebrate as we envision ourselves as Jesus, which we are, entering into the promises of God. Can we do that together? Let's sing that. Go ahead, Josh. Father, with all our hearts, we look to you. With all our hearts, we trust in you. Where else should we go? Where else should we look? Lord, it's all about vision. It's all about vision today. Where are we looking? What do we see? Lord, we see you. We see you. Make us like Peter to not look at the wind and the waves, to look at you stepping out of the boat. Lord, help us to just have that mindset. And I pray you continue to be on us every part of this day. Mm. Uh, church family, before we wrap worship, wanted to take a moment to reflect on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 yesterday. I can't believe it's been 20 years. I remember that day crystal clear. Most of us do. And uh, for two reasons, I wanted to highlight it. One, so we can pray and thank the Lord for his protection on us. And in particular, to thank the Lord for his work, common grace. God's common grace doesn't mean casual grace. It's powerful grace. And common grace in the form, in particular, first responders and people who serve on the front lines and have done that for decades, many of whom we have the privilege to fellowship with. Abby Halsey, Amanda Halsey, Danny Cruz, Danny Warner, uh, Charlie Swinford, just just retired 35 plus years on the force. These are are amazing people. So can can you just join me in prayer and let's just thank the Lord for these folks in particular in our midst and thank the Lord for safety for us as a country. God, we just come to you. Lord, we are grateful. We're grateful for all the ways in which you work. Lord, you provide order and protection and safety and freedom. Lord, that we can even meet here in peace is a reflection of your mercy to us, your grace extended to us, to all of us, to us as a country. Do we deserve it? No. 
But here we are, and Lord, thank you. Thank you for that. Lord, we reflect on the historical moment from yesterday. Lord, we just, again, we take it as an opportunity to put our eyes upon you and to trust in you. Lord, we will not trust in our own strength and power. We do not look fundamentally for our hope in anything else but you. Because everything will shake. Everything ultimately will fail. But you, you will not, Lord. You never have. So, Lord, we put our trust in you, put our hope in you. And, Lord, we, we express our gratitude to you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for sustaining us. And thank you in particular for these brothers and sisters that serve in these ways on the front lines. Lord, help us to be the kind of church that blesses and empowers exactly those kind of people. In Jesus' name, amen. My name is Travis. For those of you who don't know me, I'm part of the leadership team here. And just absolutely thrilled to be together on this Sunday. Uh, as Eric said, Vision Sunday. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, what the Lord is doing in and among us and what we see him leading us to. And just by way of starting to frame some of that this morning, I'll, I'll, I'll speak briefly, and Eric will come back up and talk a little bit more about, I'm going to speak briefly about who we are and what he's called us to. Just a high level. We don't have, we don't have the time to, to go through all of what that means, but at a high level in simple terms. And then Eric will come back up and, and um, a number of folks will talk about who, uh, where we are currently. Um, and then we're going to talk a lot about how we are going to progress. How are we going to grow? Um, and, and guys, let me just tell you right now, almost nothing of what we're going to say is new in the sense of a surprise or, oh, wow, that's, I've never heard that before. Most of visioning is really about remembering. And so when we come to the end, we're going to remember by celebrating communion. Because that, that's, that's what we're about. We, we want to remember what has God given us, what he's called us to. Okay, so that's kind of the arc of the day. It's going to be packed, and we love it. Trusting the Lord's going to work. Um, but I'll, I'll start with who we are and what he's called us to. And, and since we just finished studying Colossians, I'm going to rely heavily on verses out of that book. There's plenty of other verses we could refer to. But we've all spent the summer studying this. So I just thought, you know what, we'll just draft from there because it's all there. It's all there. If you want reminders of who we are in Christ, who he has made us and who he has called us to, they're everywhere in Scripture. But we're going to draw out of Colossians, okay? So uh, I'll start by, um, uh, I just thought, my, my son is studying physics. You know, all the kids are back in school, right? So I passed the table the other day, grabbed the physics books. I haven't cracked a physics book in ages. But I did remember from my years and years ago, I won't say how many years, that one of the important things in physics is understanding what a vector is. I just lost like most, I know, like a vector really? Okay, so a vector is in physics is a, a quantity that describes both magnitude and direction. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Because when we're talking about Vision Sunday, we are talking about magnitude, weightiness. The biblical word for that is glory. We bear glory because of who God has made us, not because of who we are that we're so amazing. It's not that. But we bear glory because we are his image. We reflect that. 
and he has saved us. He's made us alive. Remember in Colossians, it talks about uh, Colossians chapter 2. We are made alive together with him. That's the phrase, Colossians 2.13, made alive together with him. Boy, you got it right there. Made alive, that's our identity. Together, that's our unity. With him. And then all the passages that follow, chapter 3, remember chapter 4, remember the number of times it says, therefore, if then you've been raised in Christ, put your, put your mind on things above. Uh, verse 5, put to death, therefore. And then later in the chapter, put on then, compassion. You remember all these words, guys? Therefore, then. So that's the direction. The magnitude is, the magnitude, which we cannot skip over, is who we are in Christ is overwhelming. It's amazing. Guys, for Vision Sunday, we need to start there. It's the first button on the shirt. We are made alive together with him. That is magnitude. That is glory. That is weight. That is substance. That outweighs our feelings. That outweighs our circumstances. That outweighs our perspective. So do you hear that? That's the magnitude. Now the direction. If then, therefore, all those words then refer to, now how do we then live and walk? And remember, we talked about it. Um, Day by day, walking, living. And we got these wonderful shirts, right? Live, love, serve. There's more words that we could apply, but these are ones that capture many of the things that we studied this summer in Colossians. Exactly what we want to do. We want to just do life together. Guys, we want to share a vision. We want to remember what we're about. And Eric already started us off looking how God's been faithful to us over these amazing times. And not just in the big things, looking how he's been faithful to us in the small and in the personal. When when I'm saying we've been made alive together, remembering that we've been spiritually regenerated. We have been scripturally born again. We have been saved. Not for nothing. We've had a number of births physically over our history as a church that are celebrated as much as well. The Galeanos, the Fogarty's, the Lloyd's. Lewis's are about to. They're coming, and they're serving. God bless them. Jesse is serving in kids' ministries. By the way, this is first Sunday back after the pandemic. And praise God for all those guys serving. We'll say more about that. But I just want to say, you know, we recognize when there's a new birth, there's a big celebration. With Weaver's last, thank you. We've, Nathan and, uh, and uh, Heather had Ashley last night. First baby girl. They're first. They're just fantastic. So we celebrate these things. We mark the actual day, then we celebrate annually. We need to remember, too, that we've been made alive. We celebrate that, too. That's part of this visioning, right? That's part of it's registering. That's our identity. It's who we are. But, guys, it's not just individual. We have been made alive together with him. It is not an accident that we, who are all seated here this morning, God has sovereignly ordained for us to be together. And it's not just a casual thing that we just show up on a Sunday and we just gather and we sing a few songs and listen to some words and then go back to our lives. No, it is a binding. It is a knitting together. It is a one anothering. It is putting on compassion, bearing with one another, and above all else, putting on love. Remember these words from Colossians 3. 
learning how we do that. And then not just doing it internally, having an eye and a mind to those around us. Because remember, the whole book ended with like, be mindful of the outsider. Be mindful of who you're with. So do you see how the vision is so caught clearly in who we are, not just individually, but together? And then what he's called us to. And that's something that we grow in more and more. We step into it. We walk in that. We develop that more and more. Amen? So does that help you guys? Yeah, this is all I wanted to do. Just provide a framework. Who we are in Christ. Made alive together with him. That's the magnitude. And then the direction is growing in our walk. Growing in our holiness but also growing in who we're touching and, and um, connecting with and building with and inviting in and seeing them also be made alive together with us. Amen? Amen. All right. So I'd like to call Eric back up, and we're going to talk a little bit. So what, what's one of the wonderful things about being able to pause and just kind of look at where we are, um, honestly— we can do that because we're confident, again, not in ourselves. We're confident in Jesus and in his work in us and that he will complete the good work he's begun. So we're going to look at a little bit of what the things that we, where we are now currently in a number of areas, and I won't steal any of Eric's thunder on that. Got that. Cool. Thanks, Trav. <clears throat> yeah, it's such a good framing um, just broadly in, in terms of of who we are and who we want to become. We continue to grow in Christ, and we also have just some practical things. So kind of I wanted to just help you understand a little bit about where we are now. Again, Trav said uh, a lot of this isn't going to be new, but some of it is. Some of it might be sort of news to you. Um, but a, a, a real quick one is just leadership. You know, our, our leadership and how that looks in this phase um, there's some key aspects that I want to share with you. As many of you would know, all of you probably would know, right now we're in an inter- interim leadership stage. And if you weren't at our prayer and fasting time back in May, you may not have heard just kind of how we're set up in terms of our interim leadership. But I wanted to give one quick update just in terms of the assessment that's going on with the Advance Network and PJ. Um, actually, that's going to be, uh, it looks like the, we're going to have a report out of that in the end of October. Um, and so now I can sort of confidently say <laughs> that it seems as though we're going to have a report and then the outcomes of that will come probably in like November time frame. So thank you guys for waiting to understand kind of what the deal is as, as the smoke kind of clears in all of this. Uh, we're really continuing to trust for God's outcome there. Um, and now we have a bit of a time frame where I can feel like I can say, yeah, I think we're going to have some clarity uh, end of October and into November. So hopefully that helps us as we wait, uh, continue to wait well. Then uh, elder appointments. We also talked about this. We actually, just because we're in an interim state and we're kind of waiting as it were, we're not making any elder appointments. But um, some of you might not know that we were going to appoint elders at Monument Church back in May. Um, but because of kind of everything that's happened with the pandemic, it was going to happen even a year before that. Um, but with the pandemic, we haven't done elder appointments. Why is elder appointments so important? Well, it's just what the church does. It's what the church has. 
is elders. And it's not just window dressing, it's not just ceremonial, it's not just titles for the sake of titles, but actually one of the clear distinctives of a Christian church is that we have elders. And so in order to just follow the pattern that's been laid out for us in Scripture, that is what we obviously want to do. For the moment, we're just holding on that to see kind of like how the dust settles here in these next couple of months. Um, But we want to just kind of signal that because you can expect that we will be doing that imminently. And the way we appoint elders at Monument Church, and we haven't really done it yet, right, but it's that we present who we would be uh, offering as a proposal to to, uh, appoint. And the reason for that is we want everybody to do this in faith and unity. Um, We want to know, A, is there a reason you see that biblically uh, this person uh, or this couple can't serve in the role of eldership? We want to know that. This person doesn't have to be your best friend. You don't have to like the way they dress. But actually, by biblical qualifications, um, is that person uh, suitable to be an elder? And then also, you know, we don't vote. We're not a congregational church in that way. But we do lean in in unity to everything that we do because there's strength in that unity. You know, oftentimes unity is seen as just not fighting. That's not unity. That's like the lowest baseline of unity. Actually, real unity is we're all of the same mind and the same heart rallied around the purposes of God, our leadership, among other things. And so that's just something I wanted to mention. And then the interim leadership, which we did announce back in May and we've been functioning in, but I just wanted to make a quick nod to that. Uh, If we can see the next slide. And I'm going to tell you about both Gaithersburg and Frederick. Um, And, uh, you know, again, if you're a visitor here today, this is a very unique Sunday, obviously. Please come back and visit us. But it could be the best Sunday for you to be here because you learn some things that you might not learn on any given Sunday uh, at Monument. So in Gaithersburg, it's me and Travis and Pete that are serving in interim leadership roles. I am serving in interim leadership over all of Monument, so I also work with the Frederick guys. Um, and that's Caleb Nell, Jim Wilson, and Jordan David. Um, those three guys are giving leadership there, and, and actually they're just doing an incredible job. We'll be heading up there in about an hour, um, and so I'm excited about that. And their team's actually a lot funnier than our team in Gaithersburg. Um, Pete and Travis and I are kind of funny, but we're not really that funny. Those guys are hilarious, so like I never want to stop being a part of that team. Um, but they're also just doing a really good job. And Caleb Nell, who uh, came from South Africa just at the beginning of this year, has really been playing a point role. And so we just want to recognize him actually formally as kind of an interim leader there in Frederick. Those guys have been working so well, and that's what's going on in Frederick. Church planting is very important to this church, and Frederick was our first in a sense, but we are still one church just with two congregations, and we'll continue to see how that unfolds, especially in the coming days. So that's kind of on leadership. If anybody ever has any questions about any of this, please come and talk to me, I or Travis or Pete. We, we just love to be able to engage around this stuff and want you to feel like you know and understand what's going on in the church. Okay, so next slide is actually advance. So we as a church are part of a network called Advance. Um, it's a wonderful network of about 140 churches around the world on five continents. And actually, um, I don't know, I think the next slide is going to be uh, a picture of Coastlands Church in Adelaide, Australia. This is them praying for us. And I just wanted to like show you this because I get texts and emails or WhatsApps or Voxers. Why do we have so many apps? Anyway, of people that are just praying for Monument Church, knowing that we're in a bit of a holy Saturday, 
People just call us from around the world and they, they pray for us and they just give us encouragement. So we have accountability and support through Advance um, and they have been just doing an incredible job. So I have a few different videos right now. There's just quick hellos from people around the world. The first one is Coastlands, which is Ben and Trina Whitaker. Um, and then Dan and Marsha Yu, who were here uh, a few months ago, he preached back in April. And then also Alan Frau, who's going to be here in two weeks' time. He's going to be uh, preaching, and he and his wife, Rennell, are going to be here. So they just wanted to, well, and I asked, quite frankly, for them to send a message through. So let's just play that video now. Good morning, um, Monument Church. It's um, very exciting that you have got your Vision Sunday today. We trust and pray that God will be doing all that he has to do in your church at this time and encourage you through this next season. And, yeah, we've just been privileged to be able to pray for you guys and see what God wants to do. Yeah, as we've been praying, we've been thinking about the Philippian church that started in adversity um, but continued to have the strength of God through the joy that he placed in their hearts and as we been pray for monument dc um, we've been trusting that god would sustain you and would deliver that continued resolute faith um, that has been established from you from the beginning and uh, we're just really trusting that today that would be more un unfolded to you but also uh, would continue to reveal that the work that he has begun in you that he will bring it to completion so please be encouraged that you're a church that has been established ready for this time ready for this city and able to stand through the things that you've walked through and into the things in the future to deliver God's glory. So bless you. Have an amazing Vision Sunday and uh, we'll be joining you in celebrating it. Hi, Monument Church. It's Daniel and Marsha Yu here in Chiang Rai, Thailand. Eric asked me to make a short video for you guys as you guys approach this Vision Sunday for your church. Um, and I just wanted to show you something. This is uh, Chiang Rai, where we are. And uh, this is a, a river. It's called the Kok River. And it's a river that actually tributes into the world-renowned Mekong River. And uh, it's a, the Mekong River actually has this amazing history. It's uh, a river that starts at the Tibetan Plateau, winds its way through China and Myanmar and Thailand. It makes its way through Laos and Cambodia, through Vietnam. and makes its way all the way to the South China Sea. And as I was praying and thinking about you guys uh, this Sunday, for this Sunday, I just felt like I wanted to share this thing about the plans and the purposes of God. Uh, sometimes when we think about vision, when we think about the things that we do for God, it can feel like we're sitting in a canoe with oars in our hands and waiting for God to provide the rain and provide the direction. Uh, when actually, when we think about our eternal God, who has been enacting this plan that he's had and is continuing to work, actually in terms of catching a vision and in terms of walking into the things that God has for us, it's more like wading into a big, powerful uh, river. And a lot of times we lose control and we get, uh, uh, we get to flow with the things that God is wanting us to do. And that's the thing that I'm feeling for you guys at Monument. Um, there's no pandemic, there are no other setbacks and trials that we can experience in this life that can thwart the purposes of God. Um, and I feel that for Monument, um, and that, that God has big plans and purposes, and that there's a place for each of you individually and for you guys as a church to be a part of, um, and hoping that you guys will be able to find that for yourselves. The verse that I had for you all was um, in Saul. 
that some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but that we are people that trust in the name of the Lord. Um, so as you propel into this next new season, the thing that I feel um, that God has impressed on my heart is that you would be a people that press into the Lord, um, that you call on Him, that you wait for His instruction, that you depend on Him to give you vision and sight, um, more so than carrying weapons in your hands, um, that you would be a people on your knees praying and worshiping. We love you guys. We miss you. Um, we're still so excited about all the things that God is doing there in the D.C. metro area through you guys. Um, and we hope to see you soon. God bless. Hey, Monument. This is Alan Frau here from Southlands Church in sunny Southern California. Uh, sending you love and greetings on your Vision Sunday. And uh, from Ronell and I and our church, we are praying for you. What Epaphras prayed for the Colossians Church that you may stand fully assured and firm, mature in all the will of God. We're wrestling in prayer for you uh, at this very pivotal time of uncertainty, but great gospel opportunity. And praying that particularly on Vision Sunday, God would give you a spirit of unity and faith and courage uh, that the gospel is still bearing fruit all over the world and in Maryland and in your great state, the city surrounding it, and in you, uh, and uh, that this would be a watershed time for you. We're looking forward to being with you too in a couple of Sundays' time, and so I uh, can't wait just to hear what God is doing. Sending much love to you. Yeah, so that is our advance, folks. I'd say, like, give them a round of applause, but you can't really because they're not here. Um, but they are with us in heart. They are with us in prayer. And I just think uh, it is worth noting why take five minutes, but those words are so valuable to us uh, as they stand with us. So the final piece on advance is that actually there is an advance hub conference coming up. So we have the globe, we have the continents, and then we have our hubs in the continents. And there, our eastern hub continents uh, is coming up, actually. Uh, you can go to the next slide. And that's actually at the end of October. So that's about six weeks from now. You can still register. Last time, it was two years ago because we didn't have it during the pandemic. We had 50 people from Monument join us. So if you want to go down to Moorhead City, North Carolina and join us just to rally around this incredible partnership we have with the advanced movement, uh, I just want to encourage you, come on down. There's already dozens of people from Monument who have registered just because we've been kind of slowly getting the word out. But the early bird registration is still good through the end of September. Um, and if you're interested in going but finances are an issue, please come and talk to us. You can talk to Beth um, for info on registration, but also if, uh, you know, finances are an issue, we want to make sure that doesn't stand in the way if you want to go down there. It's just a great time to connect with those folks and, yeah, rally around the partnership that we have with them. Okay, I want to move quickly on to finances. And the finances, I, I'm not going to go into a deep dive. A, we don't have enough time, and, you know, there's just a better forum to do that. So we're probably going to uh, have a members meeting in the early part of next year, uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about finances there. But I wanted to just do a little bit of report back, if we can get to that next slide. So good news, in 2020, last year, we met our income budget, um, and so, like, everything was tracking. And again, guys, it's like, okay, good, shoulder shrug. No, no, there are churches that closed in 2020 just because they didn't have the finances to stay open. So Monument, well done, well done for continuing to support the work of God and the advance of His kingdom 
through your finances. Honestly, 2021, we're slightly ahead of budget. So that's another good thing to celebrate. That comes with a little bit of an asterisk. August was actually our lowest income month since Monument began. We just kind of got those numbers in. So it's like, yes, there's good news and bad news. Good news is we have remained faithful. This is a financially faithful church, but actually we cannot grow weary in well-doing because it still does require finances for facility and for staffing and all of the initiatives, some of which we're talking about today. So August was our lowest month since Monument began. I just want to flag that and say, guys, Thank you for continuing to be faithful. Let's not grow weary in doing that. It is so important. So it's important for vision and growth, and we're actually hoping for some key staffing in 2022. We have a vision to grow. We are not just holding on. We're not just maintaining. We want to grow. How do we grow during this time? Well, part of it is going to be that we resource growth through finances. So I just want to encourage you, as well as I thank you all for participating uh, in that. I want to mention the facility real quick. So, the facility that we're using right now is ICOG, (laughs) the Interdenominational Church of God. Pete's going to talk a little bit more about the partnership we have with them, but it's really important to recognize this is a kingdom endeavor, this partnership. But I want to say, we were in Brown Station Elementary, we moved to a brewery, we moved to my backyard, and then we moved here. We are a pilgrim people, right? We dwell in tents. Literally, there were easy ups in my backyard last weekend. Um, but God has continued to take care of us. And actually, one of the cool things is, if we can see the next slide, a few of the things that it's offered us is we've got classrooms now. I mean, that is awesome. So some of you who brought kids and we trust increasingly more have a place for those kids to go. We've bought new equipment. We've actually gotten new curriculum. There's like new videos, all the stuff to sow into and invest in the next generation. That is worth celebrating. We are not just doing childcare back there. These are becoming little disciples of Jesus, and we are investing resources, finances, time, and energy into that. So that is just something we want to make you guys aware of. It is so important. We're also going to be doing prayer nights. Go back. Uh, We're going to be doing prayer nights. And we have their sanctuary. I mentioned this last uh, two weeks ago. And actually, they wouldn't give us their sanctuary because they had worship rehearsal on Wednesday nights. And so we actually said, hey, we really want it. <laughs> would, you, would you help us? And they said, you know what? We will move our worship rehearsal so that you guys can have your prayer once a month. So on the second Wednesday of every month, starting this Wednesday, we are going to meet in the sanctuary at ICOG. We're going to have the fellowship hall as well over there, and we're going to have a little bit of food available for people like coming from work. If that's an inconvenience, we just want to make it easy for people to get to prayer. And so we're going to pray at 6.30 on Wednesday night, and that will just be part of our monthly rhythm. That is how we're going to just continue to advance the kingdom is through prayer. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention is those of us in in leadership and those of us who have been just considering, man, the gym works, but it's not ideal. (laughs) Uh, Where does it all go from here? We are really trusting that God is going to identify a longer-term venue in 2022. It's interesting, right? Because 
buildings are changing hands. A lot of different facilities are becoming vacant and available through the pandemic. There seems to be some shifting underneath our feet. And it really, I am really, and we are really trusting that it could open up a longer term venue. We've got a little bit of a building fund, but we're going to have a giving Sunday in a couple of months to add to that building fund. Because I think if we can get just over the hump, both on a monthly basis and in terms of renovating a space, we could actually get ourselves into a building in 2022. Now, that's not a promise yet. That is worth, yeah, thank you, Francis. I think so. We all know that is not a guarantee. PJ and I have actually driven around the entirety of Gaithersburg, Germantown on these he, neither he or I are good with direction either, so we've gotten lost terribly. We like wound up at our front door and we're like, how'd we get here? But we have searched and searched and searched, and yet still I am full of faith that God wants to help us. And so let's be in prayer for a permanent facility or longer term facility in 2022. Um, but this facility has, has been great, and I, I certainly don't want to look down upon it because it served us so, so well during this time. Okay, my last little section here is how we're going to get there. So it was who we are, what we want to become, where things are at now, and then how we're going to get into who we want to become. And this is some of the stuff that's a, a bit fresh uh, off of the presses, and it's stuff we've been working on planning and trying to get ahead of to provide opportunity for us to get there. So prayer is the first one, and I already talked about that, but prayer is so key. So what we're going to be doing is this Wednesday, we're meeting here at ICOG, it's going to be part of our normal monthly rhythm. We're starting small groups as well, I'll talk about that in a moment, but they're going to be on the first and third weeks of the month. Prayer will always be on the second Wednesday of the month, at least for the foreseeable future. So mark your calendars. Every second Wednesday of the month, we will pray. Technically, it's the third one this month, but don't let that confuse you. Every second month, we've booked the sanctuary, and we are going to pray. Sometimes we'll fast during those times, but no matter what, we are going to pray. And so it's going to be at 6.30, and we're really looking forward to that. That's the prayer piece. Obviously, Scripture is a key part of how we're going to get there. And that's kind of like an oh, duh. But I want to just highlight some of the preaching series that we're going to have through the end of the year. This stuff is actually really exciting to me. So the next uh, series that we're going to start is next Sunday, and it's called Psalms, Mind, Body, Soul, Spirit, Jesus. Now, when you say mind, body, soul, spirit, it's always like kind of a new agey thing. But we're going to reclaim the beauty of Scripture and the Psalms to treat and teach and heal every part of our mind, body, soul, and spirit. This is what Jesus has given us in the Scripture, and we're going to dive deep on who he is, how to cultivate our devotional life, and it's going to be massive, I think, for our congregation, but not, not only us, but the hurting people out there that need to understand the resource of life that the Scripture is. Many of us read the Bible, but do we read it well? Well, we want to keep reading it better, and we think that this is really going to help us, especially mind the Psalms. Then we have one, this is my little kind of catchy title, Friends, Foes, Family, and Fiancés. Well, what is that? It's just all of our relationships, and it's heading into the holidays, which can be a very difficult relational time, and so let's kind of skill up and equip ourselves with the Word to be prepared for all of the different things that we can encounter, not just in the holidays, but in life right? 
We want to talk about what it looks like to approach marriage in our little fiancés section, but also what it looks like when people wrong us. Today, it feels like everybody's a foe. It seems like everybody is fighting one another, and we want to continue to drive ourselves back to Scripture to learn how these relationships are supposed to play out according to him. And then we'll have Advent, and that's going to be for three Sundays during Christmas. And I'm, I'm telling you this in part because we need to be here together in unity and under the word so that God can continue to teach us, move us, and motivate us for all of the things that he has in mind. Okay, I mentioned these are just the last few. Small groups, join a small group. We have 14 small groups now. And when we start, yeah, that is worth celebrating, right? Because... When we first did this in the pandemic, we're like, is anybody going to do this? And we had people jumping up and down, raising their hands. Yes, let's do small groups. We don't even know if we can do it with our schedule, but let's just start them and we'll lead one. And sometimes it'll be on Tuesday and sometimes it'll be on Wednesday, but we'll work it out. And so that's the thing. We do have 14 small groups. Let's just take a quick look. This is not for you to like get all of the info, um, but it's actually go back. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be the groups are going to be first and third weeks. Prayer is going to be on the second week. They're going to be sermon-based. We're just going to reflect on what God's been teaching us through the Word. They're going to be for community building and outreach. So that's fundamental. In some ways, that's the not new that Travis talked about. But actually, it's new for Monument. It's new for Monument to have this many going uh, really at this time, especially in the pandemic. Some might shift to Zoom. Who knows? We'll figure it out if there's going to be anything that we have to encounter, but we just know that we need them. And let's go to the next slide. And this is actually all of the groups. And actually, I have a late ad. Jim and Janet Palmer also should be on this list. They're going to be starting a group as well. So excited about that. But these are all of the groups and the people that are leading them. Actually, I have a, where is that sheet? There's a sheet you can pick up on the way out that just gives you the nights that they're on. I'm not going to get into big detail here, um, but this is just going to help you understand, you know, uh, who's leading them and when they are. I just want to encourage you. It says in Hebrews 10, and let us consider, consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some. The writer throws a little dig in there but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So let's do that. Let's engage in these small groups. These people are opening their homes. They're giving up their time and energy and investing in these things. So I just want to really encourage you to uh, take a look, sign up for one. You can go on the Church Center app. That is where you can find all of the info. We're going to keep pointing you back there because it's a great resource. Okay, I just have... A couple more minutes, and I want to talk about youth. Where's Joel? Joel, come and tell us about youth, brother. All right, good morning. My name is Joel. I am the co-leader of our uh, high school ministry. I do that with Caleb Nell. Uh, He's already been mentioned. Um, So we are pumped because tomorrow night we are picking it back up with our youth group. Uh, We took a hiatus over the summer. But we are back. Last semester, we were outdoors. Um, Every Monday night, we were dealing with wind, rain, uh, snow at some points. But we are finally back inside. So tomorrow night, from 7 to 9 p.m., we are going to be in the Chiotis' basement. Uh, If you need the address, either talk to me or look at our Instagram. Um, And the content is we are going to be going over um, Alpha, if you guys have heard of that. They have a youth course, so pretty much it's a uh, video series, um, and it just dives into pretty much 
it does a deep dive into basic aspects of our faith. Um, and it's built to evangelize, but also disciple. Um, and we are just very excited to be able to create a space where your high schoolers can uh, come in and ask questions and have conversation. Um, so yeah, so tomorrow night, we're going to have fun, 7 to 9. Be there if you're a high schooler. Don't if you're not. Thanks, Joel. Hey, I want to just, Joel, stay up here. Um, we were actually going to show a little video about Youth Alpha. We're running out of time. But I just want to commend you for continuing to meet in the wind and the rain and all of what you've done. You lost, like, your wingman, Jack Smythe, earlier, you know, a few months ago. But you've been really faithful. My daughter is in the youth group, and she really loves it. And so I just wanted to commend you for all that you've done faithfully to continue with that. Let's give it up for Joel. Again, we just keep investing. Stay here, Joel. Don't go anywhere. In the next generation. Abby, can you come up? These guys are also, Joel's going to take off his youth hat, put on his young adult hat, and just tell us what's going on with young adults. That's the other thing that we want to just kind of highlight. Yes. Okay. So, young adults. Um, it is from ages about like 17, 18 to 25, 26, but if you feel like you want to come, please come join us if you are not in those ages. Um, and young adults is mainly just a way for us all young adults in this church to kind of get connected, get to know each other, and really just have fun and spur each other on in the Lord and in our faith. Um, so we have like a lot of events that we hold that are really fun. I promise you there's so much fun. Please come. <laughs> but Joel is going to tell you a little bit about those events and how we are going to connect. So we've been doing like socials and stuff throughout the summer, but now we are actually starting a young adult small group, uh, which is going to meet, I believe, Wednesday nights from seven to uh, whenever we feel like we should go to bed. Uh, at the Azana's house, so if you need that information, again, please come talk to me. But uh, So we're going to be doing a small group. We're following the regular rhythms of the church. Uh, really excited just to grow together and, and to chat and create these friendships. Again, create the community. Uh, and then we are looking to do once a month just a big, um, fun event, activity. We have the fall coming up, so I imagine we'll have bonfires, maybe pumpkin carving uh, competitions, and then when we get into Christmas time, we'll do all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we are excited. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. All right. I'm coming into land here. I want to mention two more things, and um, one is Sundays are still a, a key part of this, obviously, just our uh, gathering together on Sundays, but we need help in serving, okay? So if we can see the next slide, um, we actually have, you know, Sunday teams that serve. Go to the next slide, if you will. Um, kids ministry, logistics, all of these things that have always been a part of church life on Sunday, we still have a need for. If we can go to the next slide. So we have about 125 members in Gaithersburg. About 66 of them are on Sunday teams, right? So that means we still need to fill 35 spots. And the truth of the matter is, we do not want 20% of the people doing 80% of the work. Now, we're better than that. We're better than that. We've got about half our people that are, that are engaged in Sunday serve teams. 
But if you are not on a Sunday serve team, we really could use your help. Now, I know some of you, you're, you're faithful going, oh, I, I'm already serving, but I could fill one of those 35 spots. Thank you. But we really want to engage those who are not currently serving. We could really use your help. So at the back, you can see Beth about joining a serve team. Again, 35 slots across all of that. Not 2080. We're 100% church. So let's continue to do that. Um, and then Pete. Come on up and tell us a little bit about outreach. Thank you. Yeah, community outreach has a double-pronged approach, personal and corporate. So Travis preached a great message out of Colossians 4, uh, verses 5 and 6 to start with, uh, you know, make the best time amongst outsiders. And just we get a lot in that about personal, making it a priority, making time in your life for that. So we really want you to be working on that. We don't want you to see corporate as an excuse to get away from that, right? So cor uh, personal. And then corporate, we're looking for a monument-shaped hole to fill. By that, I mean we want to be involved in serving the community, but being able to share the gospel. We prefer not to have a situation where we're restricted from that, say working through the schools or a government organization. So we need your help. If something comes up, you see a need that we can fit, um, we'd love to hear about that. In the meantime, God, we f really feel God has given us a partnership with these wonderful people here at ICOG. And every so often they have a project and they love to have us help. It's wonderful when we are here, they just love us and they express it. And so we really feel that's what God has given us right now to do. It's a little thing, but there's a principle in Scripture, faithful in little, I'll make you faithful in much. And so uh, when you hear a, uh, an announcement about ICOG is doing this and we're partnering with them, raise your hand. Thank you Good. very much. Good. Thanks, Pete. That's great. These little t-shirts that you can grab on the way out, we've made them for everybody. Live, love, serve. This isn't just live, love, serve. This is live as if we're alive in Christ. Love like Jesus loved and serve like maniacs, okay? That's not in the Bible. That's me. But that's, that's what we're talking about. And it's funny because these were actually made in Frederick for the Frederick congregation. And they will wear these like in force in Baker Park or when they pray and walk the streets. And so, uh, and they, they're conversation starters. It's just a fun way to continue to just put it out there and extend ourselves into the community. Um, so that's it. That's all I've got. Trav is going to land us in a few minutes in communion. Thank you all so much. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, Pete. Um, I'm just going to say briefly, what does it mean to be a member here? Membership is not like here you have a little card that you stick in your wallet and it's card carrying. It, it, it's meaningful. It's, it's participatory, right? We, to be a member means you participate. And we talked about ways we can do that. Being here together on Sunday, being in small group, signing up to serve and participate in those. So it's really participatory. It's also relationship. We commit to build relationship with one another. We put ourselves in contexts, sometimes a little uncomfortable, to know and be known. That's part of what it means to be a member. Um, we serve. Eric talked about that. It's, we're an all-hands-on-deck church. We are not a 2080 church. That's, that's who we are. That's who we're called to be. That's who God's calling us to be. So I just want to encourage you. I want to provoke you. Let's serve. Let's serve together. Step into that. Outreach opportunities, internal, external, and both. And then just finally, to be a member means to give. 
where our treasure is, our hearts follow. So let's continue to, to um, contribute in that way as well. So that's really what membership means. Um, part of it for us guys, really, it's an outward expression of our commitment to the body of Christ. And it helps us who lead to know who we're responsible for. Scripture is pretty sobering about its words to us, even in an interim setting. And it's helpful to know who's with us. So I, it just helps. That's, so that's membership. Quick, quick overview on that. And then I just want to ask this, if you can stand with me. Um, this is the part. There's been a lot of information. But here what we want to do, as we're closing, Joel, you can come up and Abby. Um, I mentioned we're going to celebrate communion. But before we do that, I want to charge you. I want to charge you as one of your leaders, one of your shepherds, but more importantly, your brother in the Lord. I want to charge you in these things. This isn't just informational, and it's certainly not optional in the sense of, oh, here's a nice thing you can do. This is God's calling to us. Do we feel the weight of it, church? Do we feel the weight of it? And I don't mean overwhelming. I mean in terms of the magnitude and the goodness of God to us in it. I want us to feel that. And then I also want us to feel empowered, freshly empowered, inspired by the Spirit, literally breathed in. That's what the word inspired means. Breathe in, the Spirit breathing in us and out and through us. So, church, I want to charge you. Listen, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Here's the word of the Lord for us. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. That's us. The biblical view of the church is so high. We need to have our view of it, our vision, raised, don't we? I needed that, guys. I need that right now. We all need that. The church is not an institution. It is not fundamentally an organization. It is not fundamentally the sum total of our past experiences of it or our present impact. It is none of those things. It is the body of Christ. And we are the local expression of it. So brothers and sisters, church family, Monument Church, I charge you, be this body. Be this church. What does it look like? It looks like living, living life together, living day to day in faith. What does it look like? Loving, loving one another, putting on compassion, bearing with one another, above all else, love. It looks like serving. It looks like laying our lives down. We walk in the footsteps of our Savior. And that's the perfect segue into communion. This is why we're going to end this time by remembering what he did for us. If you did not get a communion, someone else can maybe help Catherine (laughs) so she's not the only one running around to uh, hand out uh, the, the bread and the juice. Family, Jesus initiated this holy sacrament. It's a very significant thing that far outweighs the smallness of what you will hold in your hand. Jesus initiated this precisely so that we could remember his love for us and remember to keep our eyes on him. That's our vision. So here we are, thousands of years later, as a local expression of his body, now about to remember the same things. Guys, the weight of glory, the weight of who we are, let it weigh on you and let it encourage you. That is Jesus' work for us.
we are remembering him. We remember him when we eat the bread, when we drink the juice. We remember his body and his blood broken for us, shed for us. So as we worship, can I just invite you to take and remember and see anew. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to the Monument Church Podcast, and we hope you enjoy it.